Do slasher movies need to evolve or die? We answer that question and more this week on Only Stupid Answers. get excited i know my tone's not excited but you need to get excited so that i can be i can feed off your excitement get excited at home we're talking about halloween ends this is only stupid answers where we answer your questions about movies tv shows comic books halloweens slashers we're going to be talking about our favorite uh slashers and slasher movies today i am your host dj wildridge with me as always is roxy stryer roxy dj yeah are you are you a final girl have you have you had to deal with a slasher yeah, yeah, I am a final <laughs> girl. They just didn't know. What uh, if they? What I, if you were like, oh yeah, no, that all my friends were killed. It was a big deal. It's kind of fucked up that you mentioned it. <laughs> I can't believe that you just brought that up after knowing my truth. Uh, I I was talking to a um, friend of this show, Darina, the other day about this. I've never heard the term "final boy." Yes, apparently there are final boys as well. Oh. Not as not, not as um, enshrined, I guess, in the cultural lexicon, final boys. No, no. Um, so, DJ, though, I'll ask you back. Are you a final boy? No, I'm not. I think, oh. I think, I'm thinking about the slasher movies I've watched. And I feel like I'm number three on the docket. I'm not the first one that goes. I'm the one that... That maybe you think, okay, he's like six six, you know, he, maybe he can, and then he dies. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, I guess, well, we're, <laughs> I guess, yeah. all, no, everything's on the table. Where do you I think? Th- I'm actually second to last. Second to last, I yeah. feel like that tracks because I feel I, like you're like the likable, like you're the one that everybody likes, and you're like, well, don't kill this one, and so they have to, they they're almost obligated to save you near the end so that people don't tune out. I think also. Um, I'm a sacrifice yourself at the very end for the other person to live. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm, usually mm-hmm. the second to last, it's like, no. Yeah. And then everybody's like, not that character. And then they're like, yeah. but this one lived. You're like, I don't care. <laughs> I don't yeah, care about don't, that one. I don't even care about you, Corey. <laughs> God Sorry. <damn> it. Fucking. <laughs> oh, oh my God. Um, wasn't exactly relevant to what we were talking about, but, but I just kind of, to yeah. <laughs> like anyway, listen, we're gonna get there, but before we do that, let me tell you about the show, everybody who's listening. Uh, we, you can oh, listen, wherever you're listening to this. Thank you. If you're on iTunes, give us a five stars. If you're on Spotify, we ask a question every week. Last week's question was, "What other Z-list Marvel characters would you like to see get their standalone, their own standalone specials like Werewolf by Night?" Um, ba 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 ba. Hiram. Austin uh, Gonpot, you know, he told me how to spell his first name, and now I fucked up his last name. God damn it. Um, says, What's wrong with you? God damn it. I have just a fool. I'm a fool, Roxy. Um, maybe a Karnak special, similar to the one where uh, one Warren Ellis, similar to that one Warren Ellis miniseries. I'm going to get through today, guys, everybody. Just but believe in me. Um, also, DC, DC should do this. Uh, with characters like the Creeper, Dead Man, or Ragman. Agreed. Um, Austin says, I-, I need Sleepwalker. I need it like the blood in my veins. Good call, Austin. Uh, and Ray Alvarez says, I think Better Ray Bill could benefit from a shorter intro like this one. Also, this character called 3D Man, who's basically a mix of two brothers, a darker iteration of the Wonder Twins concept. Uh, Ray, yes to the Better Ray, Better Ray Bill thing, because I've been waiting for Better Ray Bill to show up for a minute now, and if it's through a one-off special instead of like a Thor movie, because you know, I don't know about Better Ray Bill. Better Ray Bill is um, he was introduced in um, I want to say it was Walt Simonson's run, and I want to say it was in the '70s. Somebody in there at home is yelling at me right now, but basically, he's a uh, horse-headed alien who is hmm. worthy of w- w- wielding Milner, and then uh, Odin gives him his own hammer. Um, which is Stormbreaker? It's is this, he as Guardian? He is not. He's a completely different um, alien, and his world was destroyed by Surtur, who is the fire, the horned fire dude at the end of Ragnarok that destroyed Valhalla. Um, it's funny when you say his name because 
It sounds like you're a battery, uh, a valley girl saying battery. <laughs> battery Bill. Battery Bill. Oh, um, but it's one of the. It, he's just cool. He's just this cool um, alien, hor- weird looking, horse headed alien dude. Um, he's a good guy. Good guy. Very good guy. Some might say uh, even a gooder guy than Thor because you know, Thor kind of fucks up. He's kind of a fuck. He's a up. better Ray than Thor. Boom. Nailed it. Uh, but yeah, there's an episode of uh, Avengers Earth Mightiest Heroes that has Better A Bill, and uh, there was a recent Daniel Ward- Warren Johnson comic uh, that follows the character that's really good. Uh, so I'm a big fan. Uh, okay. also, thank you. Uh, also, if you're listening to the show and you're like, God damn it, I want more of this show, you can do that over at patreon.com slash only stupid answers. We have a show called What We're Into, where we talk about the stuff we can't fit in this show, like the She-Hulk finale which I'm very excited to talk about, and you can listen to us talk about over at Patreon. Uh, I also have a show with Sal called Spider-Versity. Uh, we're talking about Morbius. The Morbius episodes are dropping. That's fun. <laughs> um, and uh, you can also watch these episodes live without ads. What the fuck are you doing? Get over to our Patreon. This Friday, your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney Pixar's Inside Out 2. It's time to greet your Team Riley! It's anger! Let me at him! Fear! Safety checklist is complete! Disgust! Ew! Ew! Sadness is in the house! Oh no! Hello, I'm Anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two? We're going! Ready PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only theaters Friday. Get tickets now. Now, with that done, let's get into some news, because, Roxy, we discussed last week, I believe, time blurs together, that Blade lost its director. The new Blade, Mahershala Ali starring Blade, lost its director, and now it has been delayed, and subsequently, uh, every other movie has been delayed. Yeah, and they all got delayed in the same consecutive order that they were previously announced in. Yes. Which makes me think that there are some ties to things because it was a little bit weird what took what slot like instead of leaving movies in slots that they were in we moved them two months so that they could still come out in the exact same order yeah as opposed to pushing movies into the later slot i thought that was interesting instead of like musical chairs and like blade around to like a later Right. Yeah. It was like if Blade moves one down, everything moves one down. Yeah, because um, that's a great point because Blade was supposed to be November 3rd, 2023, and now comes out almost a year later in September 6th, 2024. Uh, Deadpool goes from the September 6th date to November 8th, 2024. Fantastic Four goes from that date, 11, uh, November 8th, to February 14th, 2025. And then Secret Wars, uh, I think something else completely dropped from the schedule entirely, one of the unnamed ones. And then Secret Wars goes from November 7th, 2025 to May 1st, twenty. Right, so essentially what I'm saying is Blade went into Deadpool 3's spot. Mm-hmm. But Deadpool 3 only moved two months later to where Fantastic Four was. Yes. So it's obvious that they didn't think Deadpool 3 needed to get pushed. They are doing it because Blade took its spot, right? Mm-hmm. So then, wh- but why would Blade not have taken Fantastic Four spot in November and just leave Deadpool there if there's no rhyme or reason to the order of these movies? So I think that there must be. I think uh, maybe, I think also just giving themselves more time. Like it's because they've already had some shenanigans with Fantastic Four. Secret Wars is going to be Secret War. You know what I mean? Like, if they push that six months, that's going to be a, a massive endeavor. Um, so it might have just been buying themselves more time. Just more time. Just getting themselves more time. So it's like, yeah, let's use Blade as an excuse to push goddamn everything. Just push everything back. What Maybe, is- but it is in, it is a little weird that Fantastic Four was supposed to be that November spot for them. Yeah. Which seems like exactly where it would be, but it got moved to Valentine's Day. And it's like... Because family. Roxy, because family. <laughs> and Deadpool, which is supposed to close out the summer, you know, yep. in that September spot, got moved to that November spot, which, like, just doesn't... It was totally fine. It just is not as, like... um 
matching to the season as I would have as it initially was. Yeah, and so here's the things Blade is just straight up skipping over. So here's the thing that Blade was supposed to come out before, then now Blade is coming out after. Uh, Blade is coming out after Ironheart, according to the schedule they dropped at Comic-Con. Ironheart, Agatha, Coven of Chaos, Daredevil, Born Again, Captain America, New World Order, and Thunderbolts. Now, so so all those stuff was supposed to come out after Blade. Now that stuff is coming out before Blade. Blade is taking the Fantastic Four spot. What do you what do you make of that? Um, I don't know. I here's my main thing. I feel like maybe you should have like figured out what you wanted to do with your Blade movie before you announced your Blade movie. Maybe just having Mahershala Ali say, "I want to be Blade," isn't enough to like. Hey, we're doing a Blade. Like, I, you know what I mean? Like, I, I maybe because uh, this seems. This seems chaotic to the point where I'm not involved in any of this stuff, but it's kind of stressing me out, and I'm not involved in any of this stuff. I hear you. I think that luckily none of this is being pushed like um, twenty with the 2022 dates, 2023 dates. Like yes. We're so far in advance that it hopefully is not that stressful for them. I think that right now, I think it's all stemming from the blade lack of blade director. Yes. You would think this movie would be pretty easy to find a director for it. Yeah. It's blade. Like it's not yeah. like, it's not yeah. like uh, um, people like blade. You could probably just pull out. You could just do redo the blade two script with Mahershala Ali and everybody. It would make money. <laughs> yeah. I'm just kind of surprised with like, what a hard time that they're having here. I'm curious what's going on. Let's elaborate on that. Why, why do you think, are they, do you think maybe they're struggling with, um, should it be R? should it be not, not R? like maybe they don't know what to do with like a more horror centric character like blade. Like how does that fit in the MCU? Why do you think they're struggling with blade? Uh, I think that anytime that you have to change directors, you've got to make sure you're only doing that shit once. Mm-hmm. Uh, Flash. You know, yeah, I was literally <laughs> just thinking that. Um, who even is, is Muschietti that's directing yeah, Flash? That yeah. ended up directing Flash? There was like 15 people on that project first. Wasn't it Lord and Miller? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, Lord and Miller, I think we're supposed to do a draft. I don't know if they were ever announced to directing. The guy that did Dope was supposed to direct it at one point. Some random dude that has never done anything was like they're our director now and now he's doing the green lantern series which i don't know if that's even still happening weird uh yeah i don't i don't know um i think that so they really want to get it right but also they like it's not their biggest project um so yeah but i just feel like this is not that difficult to pair it's like got a tone and (laughs) you know it's not like an unproven, completely unproven property with no idea what this could be like. It's not like picking the director for Guardians the first time, where it's like, we don't know. Yeah. Uh, James Gunn, let's see what you got. Like, yeah. I feel like this should just be so much more clear cut. But uh, th- and there's like so many articles online. I don't know if you've been looking at them. They really pop up on my Twitter all the time. Who should direct Blade? Mm-hmm. And when I look through them, it's literally like, yeah, 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 yeah. Pick oh one. yeah, could see it. Like. <laughs> yeah. So I, I don't know. What do you think, DJ? I, I think I, I think your confusion. I agree with your confusion. Where it's just like it's because it's it's Blade. So just look at the two Blade movies that everybody likes and do one of those. And also, but it's not like Spider Man. Where now, now there's like the the compulsion that you would feel the need to do something different from what's been done before. Like because we've already got like five Spider Man movies. So what are we going to do with the Tom Holland ones that make them different? It's just like there's two Blade movies they like do another one that's like those and call it a day. Like it's not comp. It's blade. Like it's, I I feel like they were able to turn out werewolf by night. It seems like pretty in a pretty clear cut fashion. It's like, yeah, just, and I think part, what maybe helps with that is that it doesn't matter how werewolf by night fits into the MCU thing. And that's my feeling on blade. Like, does it matter where maybe there's something, because there's those projects we don't know about. And clearly they're building out their supernatural wing with Werewolf by Night and Doctor Strange and all that stuff. So maybe Blade matters more than I'm giving it credit for. Like, no, Blade's where we're setting up the Midnight Suns or wherever. And this is how we're going to get to Ghost Rider and this team up with our supernatural heroes. And I think my instinct is like, well, maybe just do a Blade movie. I don't, I don't know what to tell you. Just do a Blade and then... 
and then and, and then just do a stinger or do what she hulk did and just have it be a joke at the end like hey here's the thing they want us to do to set up the next franchise or whatever the fuck it doesn't matter um ghost rider just pops and is like hi i'm here and then we roll credits i don't fucking care yeah i, I wouldn't care either let me throw some names at you from this article this is screen wrap please how would you feel about jordan peele yeah he, I, he wouldn't do it but fuck you of course if you could get jordan peele to do anything pay do that <laughs> it would be that would be sick um how do you feel about sam raimi of course i'm still thinking you and i disagree on this i still think they're i they're trying to get sam raimi for secret wars especially now that they you got and the, I, you and i very much so disagree on this. now that they've got the writer from multiverse of madness it's like i feel like they're they're getting ready they i feel like sam raimi's their top pick for secret wars okay how do you feel about um do you know f gary gray's stuff yeah he did a, a few fast and furious he did that um um, straight out of Compton. Um, no, I mean he'd be it'd be fine. It'd be fine. I think he he's fine. Um, like if you compare him to the other Fast and Furious directors, like James Wan, um, and the other name just literally leaped from my brain. He's fine. Yeah, it'd be fine. <laughs> what about Dan Trackenberg, who uh, just did that movie that you like? Pray. Pray. Yeah, yeah, he'd be great. Great. So um, we're not struggling here. Uh, also on this list, Barry Jenkins. That would be interesting. I yep. wonder how he would do with this. <laughs> uh, Moonlight Barry Jenkins. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it'd be well directed. I don't know that. I don't know that I see him doing a Blade look, movie. <laughs> it would look beautiful. Yeah. Um, Robert Rodriguez is on this list. Of course, of fucking course. Um. Yeah. Every person that I'm scrolling by, I'm just like. I think they should just start putting out offers. Uh, they um, this other list has James Wan on it, Edgar Wright. Um, like I just feel like anybody, any of these names that we hear, we'd be like, "Yes, that's totally fine. Let's go with that." Yeah, it's Great. it's Blade, Great. it's Mahershala Ali. It really feels like this is a hard one to fuck up. Um, I will say, I'll go back to we talked about it uh, last week with Dorina. I'll go back to my choice of Gareth Evans who did the raid and the horror movie, the apostle. He can do both action and horror. And I feel like for a blade, that's, those are the two things. Those are the there two are things. A lot of these things saying, um, getting an act action director would be cool. Mm-hmm. Um, Lee Winnell, uh, yeah. who did the invisible man reboot. Great. He would be fantastic. I think he's working on a, a werewolf movie. Uh, right now it was supposed to be ryan gosling i don't know if that's still the case but um, mike flanagan is on this list which would be interesting i'm like completely obsessed with uh, midnight club right now i can't wait to finish it uh guillermo del toro's on this list jordan peele's on everybody's list yeah guillermo del toro would be great if you could give him like four years uh <laughs> how long can we wait for this blade movie <laughs> So apparently not too long because everything else has to move when it moves. And when it moves, everything else moves with it. Yeah, Guillermo del Toro would be fantastic. If you'd announced Guillermo del Toro back when you announced Mahershala Ali, maybe, maybe that would have worked out. <laughs> totally. totally. Uh, and Eggerite, that's no, not... That's, just, to say, just saying, it's not difficult. Yeah. Uh, so uh, what's happening? Eggerite. Are they just disagreeing with everybody that they're bringing in? Are they pitching people and nobody's seeing eye to eye on whatever it is that's happening. Well, I also wonder what they disagreed with, with the director that they had, what the disagreement there was. Do you think we're getting Deadpool three and by all accounts, Deadpool three will be R. Um, do, do we think they're going to make blade R or, you know, is, is Deadpool the one that kind of gets grandfathered in and everything else remains PG 13. Oh, I don't know. What do you think? I think having rewatched Blades 1 and 2, I don't actually think it's that hard to make them PG-13. Uh, so you I, had said that because you had said that it's like the way that it holds up, but I don't know. Uh, what are the rules? What rules are we playing with here? Um, you can't have too much gore. Um, you no, can't no, have the rules much... of the rules of Disney. Oh, great question. I don't know. I don't know, like, I, but uh, the rules I'm under, I, I'm still, I know people have said, no, Deadpool 3 will be rated R. I'll believe it when I see it. I'll believe it when I see it. Because that's my, when it comes to the rules of Disney, I think the rule I've been led to believe is PG-13 almost always. Right? Yeah. Like, there's no, is there a Disney one? Have we, since we've been with the Disney era, has there been an R? Nope. 
I, the, the, board, the, anything? the only the only Disney used to run Touchstone and Touchstone had R rated movies, but that was but again, that's a different brand. That's a different umbrella. I think I think Disney Disney's all about the brand. You're not gonna get you're not gonna get a movie with that little Disney, the the Cinderella's castle or what Sleeping Beauty's Castle, whatever castle is, that Disney logo and have it be above PG. Same thing with Pixar. Marvel not gonna be above PG thirteen. I know we're saying Deadpool will be. <sighs> It's got Hugh Jackman's Wolverine, and I don't know that people are going to not see it if it's PG thirteen. You know what I mean? Like, I think they'll they'll be able to get away with it being PG thirteen. Um, would it be cool? I mean, it'd be. I think it would be cool if they had a way to designate a branding that's like, hey, Blade, Punisher. Those things are for more mature audiences. They are t- still technically part of the universe, but you know, we get to do a little bit more adult things with them. I just don't believe that's the case. Yeah. Yeah, I hear you. Yeah. I think that um, I care less about ratings than other people sometimes because it does feel a little bit arbitrary. Oh, 100% is. <laughs> so, you know, even when it's like um, sometimes you'll see something and it will have multiple shits or multiple fucks mm-hmm. or whatever. And you're just like, how did you get away with that thing? Or like sometimes it's only one and then it's PG-13 and then you're like, what? But then it wasn't even that much sex or like anything going on like what or anything. So... I don't read too much into it. I know that other people who are like diehard Blade fans um, are are very, very dead set on this being R, mm-hmm. which I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. But also I'm kind of like, eh, I don't think it bothers me that much. No. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think, again, I just want to see Marshall Ali kick ass as Blade. I kind of don't care if it's, I mean, I don't need it to be R. What are you going to do that makes it R? Like, Make a pirate. Arr. Arr. Yeah. Get it? Was that a good joke or no? Let's say yes. Oh, thank you. Let's, I appreciate that. I yes. could I could use the win. So Boom. Uh, yeah. Put that you. in the W column. Yeah, I'm I'm with you too though, because I love Marshall Ali. I I really want to see him in whatever. I almost feel like this is such a dumb comment to make, but like I almost feel like he kind of directs himself. Mm-hmm. Like it, like he's gonna I think he's been living with this character for a minute now no matter what I think he's gonna be able to do a good job on it um in the meantime I'm very satisfied with whenever he pops up on Rami you know who wait does he show up this season in season three I don't want to say okay more. okay 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 I just got to episode no. five which follows I, don't, I also don't want to get your hopes up okay I think there is like a uh previously on um, okay <laughs> where because you had to see what had happened but whenever he pops up on rami as in season two yeah, yeah. Uh, it was like just the best i just got to the episode five which follows the mostly follows the sister and the mom and i feel like the show it, i told you that's what they were doing this year yeah and i and and uh and we got the dad in a previous episode and i feel like the show's going out of its way to let you know like rami's not the only fuck up <laughs> rami, the whole family kind of sucks <laughs> Wait, what? So, what mom sister episode was that one? So, this is the where the mom is trying to hook up her daughter with this guy okay, that clearly yep, the yep. mom wants to hook up with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The daughter coerces it, coerces that dude into sex, and it's like this is super fucked up. This is this is, and he's like, we're getting married. Yeah, right? and she like for and she like it's like I know. I know this isn't the, usually the language you, we we usually use the language around this for guys coercing women, but you are one hundred percent coercing this guy into sex. You, I'm really excited to see for you to see where that storyline goes. Oh, cool! I, got, I didn't. I thought maybe we were done after the after no, the end of that yeah, episode, and I was like, not. "That's man." I thought, I are you as into this season as you have been into the season two and season one? Yes, it's it's. So effing good. It is crazy. I think that I tweeted this out. And I said, this is for about five of you mm-hmm. because nobody's finished. A, nobody's watching Rami. B, yeah. nobody's finished the season as quickly as I did because I don't know why this show drops all at once. That makes no, no sense. Should but not. No, it, it definitely should not. I think that's severely hurting the show. Yeah. But um, I thought there is a callback to something in the final episode that I think is one of the like top 10 best callbacks on a TV show I've ever seen. Cool. Cool. It's, I, it was so well done that I was like, oh my God, I love it here. Incredible. I love it here. It's so, yeah, it's a great show. That fam- that family really needs to work some shit out. They're all, <laughs> they, they They're keep all making... fucked up. The uncle, everybody. Oh my God, the uncle. Um, uh, last name I'd like to throw in the hat 
for Blade, you said Mahershala Ali kind of directs himself. Made me think of True Detective. Uh, he was in the, the third season of True Detective. The first few episodes of that were directed by Jeremy Saulnier, who did oh, Green Room and Blue Ruin. And he would probably never do a Marvel movie, but it would be very good. He would do a very good job. Anybody that's seen Green Room knows that boy can direct. Um, and he's worked with Mahershala Ali before. So as long as that relationship was good. Yeah, I feel like maybe it would actually be a good idea, DJ, for Marvel to go to Mahershala and be like, who do you like? <laughs> Anybody you want to work with? I actually think that's a that's a really good point because um, you, there's some there's some especially like big action guys like I think The Rock have like their guys that they always go to and you kind of want to be like, hey man, maybe branch out. You know what I mean? Maybe like yeah, yeah. branch out a little bit. But like Mahershala Ali, uh, give her give or take a Green Book, uh, has a pretty good track record of people he's worked with. <laughs> yeah, 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 and so it's like, yeah, would any of those guys want to direct you in a Blade movie? <laughs> I just really now want Jordan Peele to do this. Yes. Don't get your hopes up because he doesn't need it. He doesn't need plate. He doesn't need a plate. I feel like we should all tweet at him. Yo, George, Jordy, George, George, Jordan Peele. Mm-hmm. Can you, how do you feel, man? You want, you want some of that Marvel money? Um, but I don't even know that Marvel wants that because I think Marvel's like, no. we don't want a director to do their thing. We want. We want a director thing. to do our thing. Listen. It's ad time. We're going to go on a quick ad break and then we're going to come back. Enough song. We've got to talk about it. Uh, Halloween ends. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Ah, hello, everybody. Welcome back from those beautiful, lovely ads. Thank you, ads, for keeping helping us keep the lights on. Um, so let's talk about Halloween Ends. Came out this week on in theaters and on Peacock. Um, the saga of Michael Myers and Laurie Strode comes to a spine-chilling climax in this final installment of this trilogy. By the way, this isn't the last. This isn't the first time Laurie Strode and Michael Myers' conflict has come to a climax. But sure, um, it's directed by David Gordon Green, written by Paul Brad Loga, Chris Bernier, uh, Danny McBride, and David Gordon Green. Oh, Roxy, I have oh, so many. DJ. I have so many questions. I let's start with the fact that I kind of thought Halloween kills was awful. Uh, like just genuinely hard, like hard to watch. Uh, and I think this is not Halloween ends. By the way, we're going to do full spoilers. Cause fuck it. Um, full spoilers, Halloween ends. If you're excited for Halloween ends, do, tune back in next week. Uh, we're going to do spoilers. Um, uh, I think part of what made Halloween kills hard to watch is that it felt like from scene to scene, characters just sprang into existence like what had happened previously wasn't informing their decisions like they every scene the rules were being rewritten and characters were making decisions completely inconsistent with the information they'd been given previously and it was just it, was, it just felt like a mess and yeah. i don't feel like this is as bad as that but it's, it's some of that dna still exists mostly and uh, we're following Jamie Lee Curtis as Laurie Strode, of course, and she is now living with her granddaughter, Allison, played by Andy Matichak. I hope I pronounced that right. Um, and Allison, the opening sequence is the best part of this movie. We're introduced to Corey. But Allison sees Corey, who is just a walking red flag. It's just like he, he and nothing against the actor. He's playing it the way he was directed to play it. But he, in my opinion... Corey is like the most unappealing dude in the planet. Like he's just kind of sweaty and hunched and uh, spoilers. He killed a kid. It was an accident, but it's still like a thing. Like that's still like there. And for some reason, Allison takes one look at this guy and is like, yeah, that's my dude. And I'm like, fucking why? <laughs> fucking what's going on in your brain? To the point where I thought she was trying to do something like, because I was like, oh, maybe she's trying to get a confession out of him about what happened yeah. or see if like he really did hear Michael or whatever. Because I was like, this girl's smart and she's not trying to date this guy. But then I was like, oh, wait, 
what yeah no she's like head over heels for this dude for reasons i can't explain to you i don't i don't understand i i mean like he's obviously he's a actor he's a actor in a movie he's been on tv shows he's obviously an objectively attractive person but this character is unattractive unattractive and i i have a lot of love for this actor because i think he was given a really tough task Mm -hmm. um but for the character i was like what the so dj what is your understanding of how old they are in this movie one wonderful question um weren't they supposed to be in high school in the previous two movies the main girl the allison so or college i don't know (laughs) i'm not sure i know that when he when homeboy is babysitting he says like 21 year olds don't get afraid of things yes so how many years have passed since he killed the kid it's 2019 i think this is supposed to take place in 2022 um so three years Okay, so is is your understanding that he's twenty four then? Sure. Oh, and, and he's getting picked on by fucking like band children. students, band, yeah. high school kids that are in the school band. Those are his bullies. What the fuck? So he looks thirty. He <laughs> is twenty four, and she is. I'm gonna a, same, same maybe. Let's say same. I mean, she's working as a nurse. Yeah, which like takes schooling. <laughs> Like my friends who are nurses weren't able to, so you graduate, then you have to go to nursing school. I mean, I guess theoretically, I've never met a nurse that young, yeah. but I guess she could be in her mid twenties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So okay, um, it's just like not how things are done. They are treating them like they're still sixteen, where like you see a guy mopey and you're like him. <laughs> but like this girl has lived through a lot yeah. and. that part of the story didn't make sense and then what made even less sense was the apprentice storyline are you referring to michael myers i guess possessing his soul or something question mark (laughs) is that what you gathered from that i like when they kept being like i saw the guy the guy who killed the kid was that was he didn't do it but this guy i looked in his eyes it was him is that what you're referring to the possession part yes i that is what i don't know i feel like this movie these movies are trying to have their cake and eat it too they want to go back to the original halloween where michael is just a dude that represents something more but at the end of the day is a dude he's not freddie or jason there's nothing explicitly supernatural about him except maybe and it's like i pick a pick a pick a lane is because he's also old as shit michael myers is like fucking 80 at this point yeah part of me was like this man living in the cave found michael myers mask it's not him and (laughs) what if they didn't kill michael myers god damn it and then she pulls off the mask and like i got you oh my god what if it's not fucking michael myers I was like, huh? So if if homeboy Corey can just take the mask, yeah. who's to say that this man in the cave didn't just take the Is, mask? God fucking damn it. And I love like just throwing so many red flags all over the place. And and I this ties into how everybody treats Lori. Because I guess, and maybe I don't remember the past two movies that well, but everybody's like, Lori this is your fault. And I'm like, fucking how? <laughs> I, that was actually really that one of my favorite parts of the movie, because I was like, I think that oftentimes somebody who tries to help is blamed for things. And Fair. I, I feel like it was possibly realistic that people would be like, you welcome this back into our lives. You fuck. And okay. Um, totally by that. I see what you're saying. What I have trouble with is Alice and her granddaughter who went with this stuff through her was like, that no, no, this that is my part. guy. And it's like, no, time out. Let me remind you, Allison. I've been right about this stuff for three movies. Every time I'm like, we should be worried about Michael plot twist. We should have been worried about Michael. So maybe when I say your dude is giving me bad vibes, maybe that we, I'm your grandmother. We, we yeah. like each other. <laughs> And when Allison's like, but you killed all my, because of you, all my friends are dead. My mom is dead, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, Allison, you don't believe that, bro. Like you're acting, they wrote her like the character was 16. Yeah. And she's not, she's like holding down a job. And we see at that job, she deserves a promotion. She's good at what she does. She's level headed. Like, so 
on the one hand, they're writing her like she's this mature mid twenties, <laughs> whatever woman. But on the other hand, they're writing her like she's a sixteen year old who's like trying to just stick it to the man and date the worst guy she can find. And I was like, this character doesn't make sense anymore. Yeah, it does. She doesn't make sense. I don't. I don't relate. the The saving grace of any one of these movies, I actually like the first one. The second one was not good. Um, the saving grace of any of these movies, obviously, is Jamie Lee Curtis, who yes. is just like. No matter what movie you put her in, she's still a fucking stud. Yeah. And while Michael Myers is getting old, Jamie Lee Curtis is getting older. But I believe every single motion of hers. Like, there's nothing she does that I'm like, nah, that's like, I just think that she is so good. So when we finally get to the fight, I at least had something to enjoy. I thought it was my the one very clever thing was that moment she calls. She says, I want to report a suicide. Okay, Uh, help me. I, because that I found that confusing. I because I was like, who who is this for? Like, why is she? What? what why it was for Michael to hear her and then hear the gunshot and the um, pumpkin on the floor, thinking that she's dead, mm-hmm. uh, but not actually Michael. What Corey? Corey. Is yeah, yeah, yeah. But she hears him in the house. Okay. I, yeah, it just felt like, do are we doing bits for Michael now? Why don't you just like hide in a room and then when he shows up, shoot him? <laughs> I didn't know that was her way of. Uh, I don't know if she knew at the time that it was Corey or if it was Michael or yeah. whatever. It's her way of finding out. So yeah. I thought that that really worked. Um, you know, there were moments that I did like, I loved the intro. I thought that the opening sequence was great, really well done with the kid dying. And I was like, Ooh, I'm invested right now. They lost me super quick after that. Same. It was like, I, because I, the kid bit, it was like, well, that was genuinely kind of fucking shocking. And I, I also liked when it became like, when it became a Halloween movie and they start actually like, Killing people. Doing, it's like, yeah, slasher. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so those are the two parts for me also. Um, why they thought we would in any way, shape, or form be more invested in Corey <laughs> than we were in the Strode family. Yeah, and Lori and fucking Jamie Lee Curtis. <laughs> I don't know. That was a that was the massive mistake that this movie made, being like, this audience is gonna really care about this guy. Yeah. And I haven't met one person yet who really cared about him. Mm-hmm. So that was a problem. Again, not the actor's fault. Yes. Not at all. But like, why would you? This is the end of this. This is Halloween ends. Mm-hmm. And you're gonna focus on a dude that we don't know and we don't care about and isn't a good dude. Yeah. Speaking jumping off of the isn't a good dude, between this and kills. What, if anything, do you think these movies are trying to say about mental health? Because it's like, I don't, this makes me uncomfortable. Because it feels like this weird, like, hey, listen, we should take mental health seriously. But also, this dude's fucking crazy. And it's like, wait, wait, wait. I was confused on what this movie, I don't even know that I can get to that part until I know what this movie was trying to say about Corey. Like, (laughs) were they saying he killed a kid on accident? The town was bullying him. They shouldn't have done that because accidents happen. And if if society hadn't stepped in, this kid would have been okay. Or were they saying he was still okay until he met Michael? Michael possessed him, and this is all a Michael thing. Like I I couldn't tell what this movie's perspective on Corey was. Yes, yeah, that yes, that this movie was confusing. In that, I want to say they were aiming for both of the things you just said. Uh, what I don't think worked was it because we keep being told that the town turned on Corey, but all of the characters we know are like, "Yeah, you go, Corey. I'm rooting for you, Corey." To the point where I was kind of like, "I don't know, guys. I think we should be worried about Corey. I think we should." <laughs> and I think what would have worked better is if like Jamie Lee Curtis was immediately like, no, Corey's fucking weird. And the cop was like, Corey's fucking weird. And everybody was like dogging him. And then, it, because then I think my empathy would have kicked in. And I would have been like, hey, it was an accident, you know? Yeah, I, I hear you. I think it was weird when we have that opening scene. I kind of thought it wasn't going to be relevant to anything else in the movie. Like, I was hoping that that was just like a cold open of like what the state of the town is right now. Yes. Because I think that the, the, other problem is, is that we all have different perspectives on what he did and if it was wrong or okay. Like, yeah. it, I don't mean it, it that those drastic terms, but to me, this guy still killed this kid, and mm-hmm. and he he the kid was being a little fuck, of course. Yeah. But we all are little fucks when you have a babysitter and you're like whatever. 
and he kicked down the door like yes like immediately was like let me the fuck out let yeah. me the fuck like overreacted and, i think it's safe was, to say overreacted <laughs> and i was like i can't tell you why i know this for sure but like i would never be in the scenario that you're in right now <laughs> so i i feel bad for you that you killed somebody and have to live with that for the rest of your life but i also think like immediately move yeah like don't live there don't make those parents see you it's yeah. not nice like that's uh, yes it is fucked up t- for you also but like you did do this you did mm-hmm. it yeah it's an accident but you did it get out you know um yeah. it's it's like a vehicular manslaughter mm-hmm. you didn't mean to kill somebody but you did you did you took somebody else's life this was a child yeah so like what you're doing by staying in this town is fucked up that that kid was somebody's um kid it was somebody's best friend it was you know and they have to see you all the time now these other kids they felt like they had no reason to be fucking with him i was confused i wish that those kids had been like the other kid's friend or something or something or like big brother you know if it had been his big brother there wasn't one of those but like Mm -hmm. Something that made me understand why these kids are just going so hard in the paint at this one guy. Well, they're doing that so that when we they get killed, we're like, yeah, fuck yeah. <laughs> I thought that was a sick scene, actually, when she got stuck under the fence. Yeah. And she was the oh, one nice one. But it's, if other for the most part, like the other nurse and the doctor, like most of the characters, like, you know, who's going to die because they're begging for it. Like, yeah, anybody yeah. who's seen a slasher movie, it's like, oh, man, you guys are like testing fate by how much of an asshole you're being. <laughs> Totally, totally. Uh, DJ, overall, I know we talked a little bit at the beginning, but like, were there, and a little bit about the actual Halloween parts of it, but was there anything else you think was really well done in it, like the way it looked or the soundtrack? I think part of what the soundtrack, great. Uh, John Carpenter great. came back to do the score, um, I believe, with his son. I think the soundtracks are the best parts of these reboot movies. Um, and I will say, I think. If it didn't look as good as it did, if it if it felt more like a cheesy 80s slasher, I think I'd be more okay with how incomprehensible a lot of the decision making is from the characters. Um, but it feel it almost looks and feels like an A24 type horror, and I have higher expectations of those. Um, one one scene that really stuck with me, I don't know about you, Roxy, is is when Corey goes to take the mask mask from michael and they fight in the sewer drain or whatever it is and it's shot from from the sewer drain i was like oh this looks cool it's stage well I, i'm into this i don't care i don't you know what i mean I, it did look cool i I'm, i was at that point i was like okay this kid's gonna be the new mike like i i thought he was gonna make it out of the movie and be like haha see halloween doesn't end um what about you what was was there anything that like positive i love i actually really loved the way that it sounded and i liked the way that it looked I think it did look good. Uh, I'm fascinated by David Gordon Green. <laughs> so I'm just like, wow. So David Gordon Green, number one, um, did Pineapple Express, which yes. I just rewatched and nothing for nothing, despite it having James Franco, a very controversial figure, yeah. and Amber Heard, to say the least, a very controversial figure in it. Um this movie holds the fuck up. Movie's I mean, great. Pineapple Express is great. It's great. It's one of the best. As a stoner child myself, this is like to me the top of the top, the cream of the crop. Um, I love Pineapple Express. He also did a movie called Stronger, which I did you ever see Stronger? Mm-hmm. It was the Jake Gyllenhaal Boston bombing movie. Oh shit! That was su- significantly better than. Um, the um, Patriot Day movie mm-hmm. with Mark Wahlberg. So if you're from Boston, you know both of these movies pretty well. You know that one of these movies, the Mark Wahlberg one, was like riots in the street about it. People were fucking outside of the movie theater, like pissed, yeah. um, protesting because he made up a character that mm-hmm. didn't exist um, and that person like saves the day. Cool. And people just thought that was wildly insensitive. And when it came, it was just like, what the fuck, Mark, you're from here. Why would you do something like this? Like it was, it received no support back home Um, it, it, to the point where I think that they had to like cancel the premiere back there. Some, there were like, people were upset. Yeah. And then there was this movie um, Stronger, which was the uh, Jake Gyllenhaal movie that came out in 2017. So a little more time had passed and it was about um, this uh, guy who survived the Boston bombing. He's a real person. Um, Jeff Bauman and it was 
excellent. Yeah. The movie was really, really well done and tasteful and like had these um, things at the end, interviews with people that actually survived and whatnot. Whatever. Anyway, David Gordon Green did that. Yeah. So two vastly different tones yeah. we're talking about there. And then um, he did, he's done these movies. And then for anybody who doesn't know, I'm a diehard TV fan. He executive produced um, Righteous Gemstones. Yeah, he executive produced The Sex Lives of College Girls, which I loved. He executive produced Mythic Quest. Mm-hmm. which is another one that I'm fucking obsessed with. Uh, he EP'd Dickinson, which is like tonally. I feel like when I'm reading Ryan Murphy's credits, you're like, yeah, I a hundred percent could know that Ryan Murphy would do that. Yeah. Like this, this shit that this man does. I'm like, I don't understand. You are all over the map. Everything always looks good at the very least. Yeah. Uh, so we know that he can do that, but it's like, I this is like he's a weird case. Yep. Yep. He's All over case. the place. He did that uh, in the Cage movie Joe. He worked on Vice Principals. Going back to TV, worked on Vice Principals. I want to say he did episodes of Eastbound and Down because that's the same like Joe. Yes, Hill, yeah, he Danny did. McBride, he did. You know what I mean? And so it's like all over the place. Did he? Did he do Your Highness? Hold on. Yeah, he did. God, that movie was awful. Um, <laughs> and it's like so. It's just so. Some people are just super hit or miss, and. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know what to make of it. Like, if he, the next project he's slated to direct, I'm going to be like, could be. Flip a coin. <laughs> yeah, flip a coin. Could be, yeah. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Before we wrap up here, we got some questions from the Discord, and these are all... Roxy, how big of a slasher movie fan are you? I would say that I have seen most of them, like a lot of them, and a lot of them kind of blur together for me. Totally fair. Totally fair. How about uh, you? Um, I I would say I like, I like them. I came to horror movies late. I grew up in kind of a conservative Christian household, so it wasn't part of my growing up. So it wasn't until college that I started watching more horror movies, more slasher movies. Um, I don't know that slashers are my favorite, but I do I do enjoy them. Um, I know my wife is a big uh, Chucky fan, so we've been going through the Chucky movies uh, recently. And they're fun. They're fun. Um, so let's answer some of these questions. Um, Clementine asks, what is the best slasher movie to start with? I'm only just starting to appreciate and seek out horror, but I haven't seen a real slasher yet. Where should I start? Wow, I have no idea the first one that you should start with ever. Is, is there something that's popping up? I mean, should you go with one of the big franchise? Like, should it be a Scream? or sh- I don't know. What do you I, think? I would say hold off on Scream because Scream is such a deconstruction that you kind of want to know. You want to lay your foundation yeah, that's first. True. That's before true. You, although the Scream movies, other than I would say the third one, are actually – pretty solid across the board. I think the screen franchise is actually really good. Um, and it's funny too, rewatching the Chucky movies. And then what was I reading? Oh, I was reading about, uh, cause the new Hellraiser came out. I haven't seen a lot of the Hellraiser. I seen the first one and the newest one, which sounds like those are the best ones. Um, but it, it's funny how scream was such a big impact. Every other slasher franchise was like, well, now suddenly we're doing a movie where there's a movie within the movie. They're making a Hellraiser movie in this Hellraiser movie. You know what I mean? Everybody yeah. tried to mimic Scream. That's how big the impact was. I would say for me, and, and especially since I started um, later in life, I would go to, because I don't, I feel like for the most part, no slasher is as good as the first, their first movie. Because um, yeah. that's where they're, they're, Every slasher, as they age, becomes more comic as it goes on. Um, so I think start. I would start where the genre started, which would be Halloween, the original John Carpenter Halloween, seventy eight, and Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Texas Chainsaw Massacre is a good one too to start with. Because both with those it. are still actually scary. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, 
are we psycho would be a slasher right yeah we, psycho psycho i think is probably like case zero is like is like the first kind of one dates. and psycho's great yeah but i'm kind of with you that actually i don't know if i would start with psycho because it is like like this old school yeah. i mean hitchcock that's old school at this point mm-hmm. it's weird that growing up i didn't think of a hitchcock as like the classics yeah and now it's like no no I think because a lot of that is, um, you know, and I don't know about your history there, but it's like, because that was our parents' stuff. And so, like, Mm -hmm. to them, it's the stuff they came up with. So that energy is crossed over to us. You're like, oh, this is just a thing. And, you know, and you also don't appreciate, like, uh, something I've been thinking about is when you you are looking at, like, you don't realize, like, decades pass between these movies. You're like, yeah, Psycho, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. You're like, yeah, but there's, like, a 20-year gap between those movies. <laughs> yeah, like, thinking about Psycho, so Psycho is 1960. So you're telling me Psycho is 62 years ago? <laughs> like, that's when they made Psycho? Yeah. And it's crazy. That's wild. Yeah, I think that's true. I think don't start with Scream. I actually wouldn't start with Friday the 13th either. Yeah, especially since Friday, everybody knows Jason, and it's like, well, the first Friday the 13th, isn't that actually yeah yeah um spoilers yeah 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 exactly i'm so i'm with you i think halloween is a great place to start maybe just start with halloween yeah start with the first halloween and and gauge also it kind of depends on your you want to gauge if you're new to horror gauge how much you can like like don't start with a hellraiser like don't don't go into the deep end like you know kind of like ease your way in um brenda asks what slasher trope uh, do you wish would die? I kind of wish that it would stop making so many people so stupid. <laughs> you know, like go back in the house, close the door, stupid. Yeah. That trope of like, real, especially the girls, like just like you get killed because you're really dumb. And it's yeah. like, that's a bummer. Even in uh, the movie that we just saw, it's like, I feel like Allison was stupid. Yeah. I was annoyed with her because she felt dumb to me. Yeah, especially like, not even in the like the run in, lock the door, but in the sense of like, why are you, why are you so committed to this dude? Also, leave Haddonfield. If your options are this dude and that cop she was dating before, get you need to get in a new dating pool. Like this town is not doing you any favors. Totally, totally. Yeah. Um, what about you? I think for me, honestly, I kind of feel like the entire genre needs to like figure it shit out like i think just, <laughs> like the the it, it, times have changed like i i don't know how you do this but i've spent ever since the 2018 halloween reboot i've been thinking about like our relationship culturally to mass killing is different now i don't know how i don't know how you reflect that but i feel like if i were to ever do a slasher it would be figuring that out how do i reflect the real life horror of I mean, I get it. Fucking, for lack of a better word, mass shootings aren't fun. Uh, and slasher movies, it's on some level, are meant to be like kind of fun and escapey. Um, but yeah, but it is it is interesting on that note, DJ, that most slasher films are not gun violence specifically. Movies. They even mentioned in this one, Michael doesn't use guns. Like that's like a positive for him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and so like. The, a lot of slasher films, you're killing one person at a time. Mm-hmm. Um, you're not. Well, it's also a sense think- of like, unless you're in Haddonfield or unless whatever the town scream takes place. And unless you're in like a specific place at a specific time, you're fine. Yeah. Yeah. Which I think is interesting, though, because in a way it makes these more tolerable than something like, which I love this franchise, but like John Wick. Right. Mm-hmm. Where like. That's like a straight up gun movie. Yes, one thousand percent. The gun movie, yep. you know. Um, but yeah, I, I am with you, and I feel like what the direction that we're probably going in is that thing. These movies will probably get a little more politic politicized. Yeah, because of who actually dislikes who, and and like, how, but yeah, I don't know. Um, I don't know where it should go. I mean, the only way to make it feel less real and less like violent and mass shooting is to have it be um aliens mm-hmm. you know foreign like uh like um aliens of some kind of yeah. like 
they look different than us. They come here to kill us, whatever. So unite all of us, some shit like that. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. But I think, yeah, it's just, I feel like the slasher genre just needs to kind of like look at, look at where we're at and kind of evaluate that. And it's tricky. I'm not saying it's not tricky, but I, that would be interesting to me. Zombie. Zombies. Zombies with knives. Zombie slash. I mean, I guess that's Jason. Um, Jake Hefner asks, who is your favorite slasher movie villain? His is Michael Myers all day. I don't know. What about you? Like I said, I'm not like a a massive slasher fan. I see value in all of them. I really like John Carpenter's first Halloween, but I feel like I've been burned a lot by other Michael Myers movies, so I don't think I could say Michael Myers. I'm super with you. Leatherface is really dope too. Leatherface I mean, is I think, not really dope like the way I just said it. You know <laughs> so he, such a cool dude. Um, he's super dope. Like I want to set him up with my homies. Yeah, you know? I think my friend Leatherface. I think for me, it's like I pick it up from people that are close to me. So my wife's a big Chucky fan, so I like Chucky a lot. My best friend loves Leatherface, and so I have an affection for Leatherface. I think for me, I respond more towards as far as horror icons, either like abstract evils like something like the thing where it's it doesn't it's a it's a monster without literally without a face um i, I like the cenobites a lot cause just because the hellraiser movies are harrowing to get through but i find the concept of, of the the cenobites really interesting um but i respond more to like the old universal horror hammer horror like frankenstein's my guy i relate to i i for some reason I really connect to frankenstein frankenstein's a monster i think the invisible man looks cool uh dracula you know what i mean that stuff creates more of a, an emotional reaction with me than like slashers yeah i feel you did you not do you not have one do you not have one? i don't know if i do i mean i said leatherface a little bit michael yeah. myers yeah. i think but like the classics i guess I is I was just thinking about going back to the movie trope conversation that we were having. Um, not movie tropes. Uh, yeah. Uh, what like what we could do to freshen it up, I guess. And like the concept of masks. Yeah. It is makes people so much spookier. It mm-hmm. really does. But is it possible to have a a major slasher slasher villain that isn't in a mask? Technically, I, I think I think this um, literally answers your question without responding to the spirit of the question. Yeah. Technically, Freddie doesn't have a mask, but yeah, also yeah, yeah, he's yeah, got yeah. he's got like, his deal. They, yeah, he's so, got, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that doesn't really uh, answer your question. Could you? I think no. I think yeah, I think, I think I, I maybe no. Also, yeah, to be a slasher. Although you asking that made me think of like uh, weirdly one of I think one of my favorite slashers, if not my favorite slasher, might actually be Ghostface uh just because yeah no, no i get that yeah and he's also like kind of funny yeah yeah but it, because i think that one i love also, him for his sense of humor and what's but what's cool about it is that because more than any other slasher ghostface is always a dude and they all because they always lose at the you know what i mean like and there's just a new person picks it up but like you always get the sense when anybody's running from ghostface it's like that's like they're kicking him downstairs and shit they're throwing stuff at him it's like that's a guy that's a guy that you could kill <laughs> totally totally all right those are the questions for this week those are our thoughts on halloween and halloween ends let us know what you think if you watch it um leonard this is supposed to be the last right or no sure i mean sure they've ended this franchise however many times but uh uh, and leonard kim even asked in the chat big looming question did it end i will credit where it's due this franchise is coming back obviously but they don't like tease it in this movie this movie like ends on a on as definitive of a note like really definitive note except for the fact that roxy did bring up a loophole what if that actually wasn't michael <laughs> what if what if that actually I'm, wasn't michael at the end i'm super not confident it was except for how long it takes him to bleed out yeah, oh my fucking god um yeah anyway uh so uh roxy i my- feel like such a wild retcon <laughs> Like, oh, by the way, that wasn't Michael. Like, fucking goddamn. Michael's in a, in a beach in Hawaii, just fucking living life, just like I did my live, laugh, love. <laughs> I was like, why is Michael in that cave? <sighs> to, wow, great question. Um, also, is it implied that when he kills that one guy, he starts to like get more powerful? Like, he does like this. Yeah, yeah, he's like, <laughs> yeah, it's like, I, what the fuck is happening? Anyway. Yeah, that was weird. That was like, a, that's how he gets the juice. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Um, Roxy, remind the kids at home where they can find you. Everywhere at Roxy Stryer. Um, oh, I also wanted to tell them because I was going to tweet this, but it seemed too bitchy. 
uh, just about Halloween. Yeah. Did not remind. Did, have you ever seen Sex in the City or you never watched? No. My God, Lori Strode was fucking Carrie in this movie, typing at her diary. Like, God damn it. It, it, it seemed like she had been watching Sex in the City. The way that they did this, I was like, they, these are Sex in the City fans. Anyway, it's, sorry. It's, Rock so fire. it's so funny. I, like the, what if life and death are right. the same? God damn it. I don't, don't, I don't care about this. Get this out of the movie. Why, how did I just turn on Sex in the City? Yeah. What just happened? Um, cool. And would he actually be good in bed? Yeah, exactly. What, what? Um, uh, maybe instead of death, we should choose cherry blossoms. Is there context? There's context in the movie for that line. Is there context in your book? Like, do the people reading your book know what you're referencing? Know what you're, like, what the fuck are you talking about? Anyway, Laurie Strode should not write a book. She's great. She's great at killing Michael Myers. Should not write a book. Um, uh, you can find me at DJ Talks Trash. You can find the show at Only Stupid Answers everywhere that matters, but on Twitter. You got the vowels from stupid. And we'll see you all next time. Thank you, everybody. Bye.